It's the My Chicago Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Rubin, and frankly, I've been a little curious about how healthcare practitioner business owners outside of those frontline essential workers have been faring during the pandemic. So I was glad when in her My Chicago Podcast episode, Catherine Wen from Building Blocks nominated Dr. Stacy Butte from Wink Optical at 2736 North Lincoln Avenue in Lincoln Park. Stacy was really a pleasure to get to know, and her optometry business was really interesting to learn about, as she offers a few different services over and above the standard eye exam, glasses, and contacts offerings that most people are familiar with. In this interview, she also dives into a little bit about adapting to the pandemic with patient safety and comfort in mind. Without further ado, here's today's episode about Wink Optical. Well, welcome. Should I call you Dr. Butte or Stacy? Hey, anything goes. I, I, my patients call me either or. I've been called lots of different things. Um, my last name is a little tricky to pronounce. So, did Stacey's I get it right? Did I get it right? Butte is right. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So, I'd love for you to just dive in and tell me a little bit of your history of creating Wink Optical. Oh, sure. Well, Wink Optical has really been a long time dream that finally came to fruition in 2009. So, I've been an optometrist since 1998, and I'm from Michigan originally and came to Chicago for my schooling with honestly really no intent on staying. I thought I'd go back to Michigan where my family is, but Chicago is a hard place to leave. So I thought after graduation, I would stay, just, you know, hang out, have a little fun in Chicago for a couple of years. But during those first few years, I actually had been given the opportunity to purchase a practice in the suburbs. But I live in the city and I also work part-time in the city. And really that was where oh, my commuting heart. is rough. Out commuting is tricky. So on top, even on top of that, I just felt like my my heart was really in the city. I didn't see myself leaving the city anytime soon and really wanted to have a practice of my own in the city. So I was married in 2008. My husband owned a building, which he had had longer than I have known him, and it had a commercial space, which was occupied. So we started looking for a commercial space to fulfill my dream of Wink Optical. And about the same time, the commercial space in his building became vacant, which gave us really the opportunity for Wink to have a home. So that was sort of, um, I felt like the timing was just right and it was sort of meant to be. So that's how we found the space for Wink. It just sort of fell into our laps. Um, And yeah, here we are 11 or almost 12 years later, uh, still going strong, loving what I do and, and just feeling blessed every day that this could actually happen. Yeah, that's awesome. So what have been some of the most interesting things that have come along your path and your journey to today? Well, as you know, I mean, a lot of things as a business owner, lots of trials and tribulations and, um, you know, just on top of what I do, there's also the, the management of a, of a team of employees. Um, How many are, people do you have on your team? I have two opticians. So they do a lot of the, the, the work that I don't do. Um, yeah. They sell classes, they help our patients and customers choose the right frame. They also, they do all kinds of things. I could not ever have this practice be as successful as it is without them. They really are like my right hand. (laughs) Um, I also have another doctor that is employed 
comes in a couple of days a week and helps alleviate some of my patient load so I can manage some of the, the, you know, the back of a house uh, activities that go with having a business. So, I mean, in general, running a business is hard, but I feel like it really is, it's really fulfilling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, 2020 brought in its own set of, you know, trials with the pandemic. And we have sort of had to pivot our our schedule and just the way we operate to continue to see patients in the safest manner possible. Um, we, you know, we're considered essential. So even in the spring, when everything in the world was shut down, we were still able to operate. Um, the CDC worked really closely with our association and, and gave us the recommendation to only see emergency care. So for 10 weeks last spring, we really Oof. were, rough. you know, very, yeah, it was rough, really minimal hours. Um, not really knowing when this was coming to an end is always, a, it was a very stressful time. You know, looking back, you know, I, I've never had so much time off. And so as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Sure, so of course. Back. Not a perfect uh, analogy yeah. for you as it is in the business, business of eyesight. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually looking back or really, it was kind of wonderful in some ways to spend the time with my family that I don't always have, but as a business owner, obviously super stressful. So mid-May, the CDC lifted that ban where we could resume routine care, but you know, Chicago was still at a shelter in place. So really until June, once that shelter in place was lifted, we were able to really resume our normal hours. But that being said, we are spacing our patients, so we don't see as many patients a day. So that was a big change for us. There's mm-hmm. obviously a lot more cleaning involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's just what we've done to keep our, our practice running smoothly and safe. And we want patients to feel comfortable coming. So we really are just sort of, um, you know, trying to keep the traffic at a minimum in mm-hmm. our office to keep people from not having to, you know, crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if you found that, I mean, even obviously you lowered the amount of people that could come, but did you find that some people were just putting it off because it's not like, I mean, I can just ride out my contacts or my glasses for a little while longer. You know, absolutely. It's interesting. We really saw really two ends of the spectrum. We had patients who were perhaps due in the spring for their exam and were just like chomping at the bit to get it in as soon as they could. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely those patients who still are probably not coming in yet just because of their safety concerns, perhaps their own health, uh, underlying health issues that would put them at higher risk. And, you know, we really respect that. And we've been able to, for instance, you mentioned contact lenses, right? We don't want patients to feel like they have to either go without their eyewear need or overwear their contact lenses. So we've been able to extend prescriptions, you know, to give them a buffer to get them through until they feel comfortable coming to see us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really two ends of the spectrum. I feel fortunate that we've been very busy uh, and that's, you know, partially because we were so backlogged for those you know, few months that we weren't seeing patients. And then also we just aren't accommodating as many per day. Mm-hmm. So that has kept us very busy trying to really accommodate those that are you know anxious to come in. But yeah, certainly there are people who still are probably not being seen just for 
for their own comfort level. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. You know, I, I wonder, I mean, for your eyes, certainly it's, you know, you know, you can still wear a mask and, and all that. Um, but I feel bad for dentists. I can imagine that. Right. I mean, I've gone and I felt comfortable at my, my dentist office, but like, just, you know, there's just sure. unknowns. Yeah, I think they definitely are a little riskier for them because their patients aren't masked where ours are. And right. we have a lot of like dividers and things that help kind of barriers for us between our, us and our patients, which is yeah. helpful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So I took poked around your website a little bit and it seems like you might offer a few different services that not every um, optometrist offers. You want to dig into that a little bit? Oh, sure. I'm happy to. You know, we do the the more obvious things as far as comprehensive eye exams, contacts, and glasses, but the less obvious, uh, we do also what we co-manage LASIK with an ophthalmologist. And a lot of our patients have sort of ironically chosen that route with mask wearing, as you may know, if you're a contact lens wearer, mm-hmm. glasses and masks <laughs> create mm-hmm. a lot of fog. Right. But we also offer visual therapy, which a lot of people may not be familiar with. I, I sort of liken it to uh, physical therapy for mm-hmm. the eyes. So when our eyes are not functioning at their best, we can oftentimes do therapy. And it really just depends on what the problem is. But it's usually a series of exercises to make our eyes just more efficient and effective has really nothing to do with glasses necessarily. Um, some people have perfect vision, but still may benefit from things like visual therapy. It's usually children that um, there's maybe concerns with their reading or you know following along on a page, their eye teaming, things like that. Those are the things that we can address. And then another big buzzword in our industry is myopia management. Hmm. which myopia means nearsightedness and lots of people are nearsightedness. And in fact, they are calling it an epidemic. Hmm. So there's a lot of things that factor into being nearsighted. Uh, Genetics are a huge part. Mm -hmm. Um, That part we can't really control, but environment is also another. And think about how many hours a day we spend on computers, even our kiddos with remote learning, just so many hours. And I really feel like that's not going away anytime soon. So unfortunately, one of the side effects of a lot of near work is nearsightedness. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of research being done in that area. Uh, There are things we do know that can help slow or I don't want to say halt, but certainly slow that progression. Mm -hmm. And this is, these are designed for kids. People all of my age, unfortunately, it's, you know, the damage is done. I'm really, <laughs> right. and I can't fix that unless I do something surgical. Yeah. So we're really trying to, to halt that in kiddos because not only, not only is it an inconvenience to have to wear these really high prescription, you know, devices, but it does increase uh, risks for health problems. Also, eye health problems. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason we're trying to prevent it. Not just because we don't want kids to have to wear glasses, but really just to prevent the health problems that accompany that. Interesting. So what does that look like? So there's different things that we we know about. Um, one is actually putting certain drops in our eyes that are very similar to the, the drops that we would use for dilation. Hmm. And the whole, the whole background behind what we know that helps prevent nearsightedness is creating this sort of peripheral blur. 
and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty in depth, uh, but we've learned that drops can sometimes achieve that effect. There are contact lenses that also can achieve that effect. And that's probably the first line of defense that we would turn to if the patient is um, a candidate for that. Mm-hmm. So we start kiddos as young as eight years old in these particular contact lenses. My son wears them actually. He no also has, yeah, he has progressed pretty quickly in the last year and a half. And so since we have these tools in our our toolbox, uh, he was one of my first patients to fit into these newer contact lenses that are now um, FDA approved. Hmm. Um, and the other more common option is called orthokeratology, and that's um, putting a, a kind of a gas perm contact lens on the eyes overnight hmm. to shape the cornea to help it from growing because that's what really causes nearsightedness is the growth of the of the eyeball. So we're trying to prevent that. And those are, those are ways that we know how at this point. That's really cool. I didn't know anything about that. And my son, I have an eight-year-old son and uh, his vision is like borderline needing correction. And I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't have to have glasses. I know. I know. And it's hard to, you know, it's really about following them annually. And that's what happened with my son is his first exam when he was like seven or eight he had a mild prescription. And then by the, the annual exam, the following year, he had doubled. And so that's when I was thinking, gosh, this, we need to do something about this and try to help mm-hmm. him. My husband and I both have poor vision. And so the likelihood of my kids having poor vision is pretty yeah. high on top of all the other factors. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's too bad <laughs> when you, I know. You know you got your genetics. Unfortunately, my husband has good eyesight. So, you know, we had, Oh yeah. You got a 50% there, right? Exactly. So we covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else you want to share about your business before we close out? Uh, you know, I mean, I, we just, I, we pride ourselves in customer service. We are a full service optical boutique in Lincoln park. Uh, we have 700 frames in stock with a variety of price points to meet any person's needs and wants. I got an awesome staff that I'm proud to um, and have part of my team that helped with the selection. And yeah, we just are really happy to be in Lincoln Park. We also are amidst a bunch of small businesses and feel like it's, you know, it takes a village as they say, right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Everyone's been super supportive um, in our neck of the woods. And yeah, we just appreciate, appreciate you and your, your goals of just introducing small businesses. Really appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. So to close out, are there any businesses you'd like to specifically nominate? Oh gosh, I have so many, but I know you said three. So I'm going to narrow down. Um, I, as a small business owner, I also try to really support small business. And um, I would love to nominate my neighboring business, which is Roots Family Chiropractic. And that's Dr. Tom Williams and his wife, Lauren Williams. Mm-hmm. They are fabulous. Patients love them. Um, they've become a really great staple in our neighborhood. And then Trudy Robinson, who owns two businesses in Roscoe Village. Uh, PA, it's a shoe store and kick-in, which is her sort of mom, child, maternity uh, mm-hmm. clothing store. And Gail Stevens of Gail Force Massage. She has a, her massage clinic is um, also in Roscoe Village. Awesome. I love how diverse those three are. Yeah, I, I cover the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here, Stacey. Thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. 
Thank you so much, Carrie. I really appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the My Chicago Podcast. You can find Stacy and Wink Optical at 2736 North Lincoln Avenue in Lincoln Park or at winkoptical.com. And you can also get links and other details about Wink Optical and Dr. Stacy Butte at mychicagopodcast.com forward slash wink dash optical or at My Chicago Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Hope to see you there and be sure to give a like and follow to get all the latest on other Chicago small businesses featured. See you again soon.